the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Want to know what your competitors are up to? Serving as an essential ad and marketing intelligence platform, Social Peta covers advertising data from over 80 global ad networks across 70 countries and regions. And they have more than 300 enterprise clients. You might have heard of a few, including Google, Tencent Games, NetEase Games, and so much more. Learn more by visiting socialpeta.com. That's socialpeta.com. Want to boost your mobile app's search visibility on Google Play and the iOS App Store? Well, you can find hundreds of the most relevant and popular keywords for your app in just one minute. And you can create effective metadata with ASO Mobile. Check them out at asomobile.net. All right, Sid, I've got a few more questions that we'll get into in part two, but this ends part one, and we're going to get into the app audits right now so if you guys want us to take a look at your app whoops i'm trying to find the little scrolly thing for me go to appmasters.com slash audit there it is a little fun thing appmasters.com slash audit we do have like a six month wait but whether it's ad revenue and all that stuff we're going to look at your app and give you feedback all for free on a future live stream all right sid i know you don't have any jokes so i'm going to make you a loser but if you think of one (laughs) or you want to think of one, go ahead. I found all Google. So I'm going to try to do things differently moving forward is just trying topical for the live stream, the type of jokes. Sure. So I've got all Google related jokes. All right, here we go. What do you call medical students who graduated online? They're called Google docs. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Sid, I'm going to, how would you rank that joke? Said, I drank a five. Oh, okay, well, now you're just being now you're just guessing out. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at. I I try to pull up the apps that I thought would make sense for App Rota for you as well. Sure. All right, so sure. we got this app. We got Rohit. I think Rohit's here, if I'm not mistaken. So Rohit has this game. It's called Ping Pong Medium. He wants help with ASO and first time user experience. And I really want to learn from you for for this. Sid is the 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 impact on the first time user experience what you should be showing from an ad perspective from your angle on that front but we'll talk about the aso so here's what i did one of our favorite aso tools asomobile.net asomobile.net go check them out and what i have is i have rohit's app in here and so obviously ping pong's his number one keyword right he's doing everything he can to have ping pong in the the url right here in the app ID and then ping pong right here. So that's pretty good. I think what I see missing might be H2 tags too. But I think he, it looks like he's at a thousand downloads. So what stage you would you put this in? Sid? Launch. Launch. Yeah. So you're going to have to update a lot. And he just, he has been updating. So that's good. And just really focus on retention. And from a retention perspective, say like, is there one that we should be aiming for? Like what's a good percentage that we should be aiming for? Day one, day uh, seven? It's a category specific answer. It's really difficult for me to give you a yeah. straightforward answer or a generic answer. 
but I think uh, a lot of ASO tools today give you a sort of sense on retention by category. Here's what I also would try to do, Rohit, is think about, you know, we've been talking about this and we've been trying to test out a little bit more and it looks like you are doing some YouTube optimization. So in within YouTube, there's, you know, you have your main keyword in here in the title. You want to put some in the short description as well on YouTube. And then in the keyword field on YouTube, that's where you want to put some of the hit games that come up. So I can't see your... Like, I want to see which ones come up. Number one, ping pong, fury, table tennis, touch. So these are the keywords that I want to start inputting into this YouTube keyword field. Because I found that if, and maybe you you target those that are, so he's not doing that poorly with ping pong right here. But what I found is the Google Play Explorer downloads tend to increase because as most people probably know on Google Play, you know, these similar apps, they tend to actually help you with the download. So if you can get into the top three, you can actually drive pretty good downloads that, that way. So think about using the keywords within Google Play to try to rank better for your Google Play Explore downloads or get more increase is what I was trying to say. Anything else you want to add here from an ASO standpoint, Sid? No, I think it's a very good strategy, man. Unfortunately, your knowledge on ASO is much, much better than mine. No, that's why it's a good balance. It's I picked out this app and I was like, I want to learn more from you. All right. So he said the short description is funny stick man, ping pong or one-on-one -on -one table tennis challenge friends from all the world, all over the world. So again, I would probably put in ping pong again in the short description and table tennis. I love that. You're 23 for ping pong, 63 for table tennis. Ping pong has the most keywords. And then even think about maybe even localization because ping pong and other regions of the world might be a little bit more popular. I threw in pickleball because I'm a big pickleball player. And I was like, you know, what other besides because for a niche app like this, like what other things that are people playing that would be interesting? And I found that pickleball might have lower difficulty than some of the like tennis, for example. So think about other sports that might be have some overlap with ping pong from an ASO perspective. I think this is a very valid point that you picked up. And I think uh, I wanted to emphasize on that is the localization aspect, right? Mm. Uh, especially when you're looking at keywords, uh, this also comes greatly, uh, comes really valuable when you're looking at uh, sort of monetization as well. The, uh, the strategy should always be localized to the country. So for example, if you're in five or six countries, the way that you show ads in the US will be very different to the way you show ads in India or show mm. ads in Brazil. The ads, the ad experience, and the density as well as the CPMs will vary massively. So I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense, especially even in ASO regard. All right, Joe, take a look at the app and then this is where you can start really coming to place it. Oh gosh. Oh. All right, let me, sharing Android is just not easy. Let me fix something. <laughs> I got a question for you, Sid. The sure. Maybe you can talk about this a little bit. So Keyshawn says, you're not accepting any applications below 1,500. Is that true? Yeah. So like I said, man, uh, the value add only comes when you're actually at a certain scale, right? If mm -hmm. you come to me and uh, you come to me and say, guys, I've just launched the app. How can we help you out? 
that becomes a really, really difficult value add. Like I said, you've got to really lot, uh, sort a lot of issues in your launch phase and your growth phase. Uh, I think a lot of value can be done by the developer itself in the launch and growth phase. We only add value when you reach the maturity phase. This is where ad manager is superior when it comes to AdMob. Beyond that, I think AdMob is fairly sufficient in terms of helping and valuing your art. Yeah, I love it. Okay. And then Alan Crit says, this is loaded with information. I'm going to need to watch it multiple times just to soak it all in. All right, cool stuff. All right, said so I got this in here. And then Bavik says the same thing. So good stuff here. All right, privacy policy. We've updated our terms. I agree. This is the first screen I see. Oops, let me show this. This is the first screen I see. Any thoughts on this, Sid? Well, I think it's a good starting point. Uh, okay. Privacy policy is a central aspect, especially with a lot of data privacy issues coming across. Uh, you've got different data privacy issues in Europe. Uh, US is now coming with a new policy. India is coming out with a new policy. China is coming out with a new policy. So data privacy is a very central key aspect. So it's a good thing that he's talking about data privacy to begin with. Is there anything that you've seen on your end, Sid, that for games, like, should you be doing stuff? Like right here, there's no banner ads from what I can see, sure. right? We sure. talked about that. Do sure. With this user experience, do you want to get users right into the game and get them playing? Is that the right way to do? Sure. think about this? Sure. So uh, there is a very interesting ad format called App Open. Uh, Google has recently launched that and it's a great starting point. Uh, the idea is uh, you always have a loading screen, right? You uh -huh. can replace that loading screen with an App Open ad. Uh, and you can sort of experiment and understand if it impacts your retention. You can sort mm -hmm. of do an A-B test to see if you're showing your own loading screen or Google's App Open ad. That way you can sort of understand if it's not impacting retention, you should definitely use an app open. I like that. I like that. Cool. You know, we had a podcast episode back in the day where it was a lock screen and I think you can get ads on there. You get paid and all that stuff. So, all right, you, you, let's, let's start. Let's see what we can do on this. Okay. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna have a hard time playing this. Sid. I can't <laughs> tell. So I think uh, one very key takeaway here, uh, as you can realize, all the controls are at the bottom, right? Yeah. Uh, from a focus standpoint, the user always focusing at the bottom. So from this very simple strategy, it makes sense to put in a banner there, sort of put in just at the bottom for you to work on. All right. I. It took me a while to get used to it, but it's kind of weird. I don't know what this left, right does this up and down. I have no idea. Uh, okay. I think I'm going to have to assume I would focus on this gameplay. Any thoughts on your Sid? I know you're not playing it. It's kind of hard for you to make a judgment, but I, my thinking is it's very hard for me to figure out. And it doesn't seem that fun. <laughs> I don't even know how to freaking serve, which is annoying to me. And I don't know what this yeah, I think that, is. I think a tutorial is definitely something that uh, should be built in. You've got only four controls, and if it's difficult to understand, a yeah, I can't. Along I, I mean, I've tried twice to serve. Maybe even teaching serve. Like I've played yeah. other ping pong games that are just way easier. Like yeah. it's just me about being at the right. It's kind of like Pong. I just have to be in the right place Correct. versus this is like, I have to actually tap it and all that stuff. 
All right. What do you think Correct. about this? So, so I think, uh, sorry, just going back a second, yeah, I think hyper-casual games is a very great category that a lot of people are experimenting with. And I think uh, any category can become a hyper-casual game. The idea is making the control so super simple for the individual to have fun with, right? It should be click, 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 click. Uh, the impact should be more on how the the dynamics of the game are built in, in terms of the visuals, in terms of how the gameplay works. But for the user, it should be one or two controls that he's totally going ahead with. So if in the first gameplay, you're finding it really difficult, I think a very key takeaway for the developer here should be to sort of simplify the controls. Maybe only two controls are required. Why does he need four? Or maybe built in a tutorial to sort of make it more interesting for the user to understand how he can go about doing it. And what are you about to think about this? Like this rewarded, this ad that says, hey, Revert one point. I don't know what that revert one point means. Do I take away a point? So I think another very good takeaway here. Uh, very early in the game phase, you're introducing rewarded video, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you've just started playing the game and from your reaction, you don't seem to be enjoying it. So the idea should be first only to get you addicted to the game, right? Uh, yeah. it should be, you should be starting understanding, experiencing the game. The Any ad experience, especially in a gaming scenario, should be built within a period of time. Mm. So I would definitely recommend like sort of not look at ads at this point in time, get you to go to two or three levels. Once you reach two or three levels is when then you should start introducing rewarded. I can't even leave. Like I have to actually claim or claim. <laughs> yeah. I have to actually claim and watch a video or lose like, 50 coins. Yeah. Or use 50 coins. Yeah. I can't just go back into the main screen at all. What do you, what are your thoughts on like these like so type of VIP offers? Or I know a game that we worked with, they were like giving away big bonuses and you kind of see this in more like casino type of apps where they give away a big sure. bonus at the very start. And then they hit you sure. with a rewarded video right in the very beginning. It's like first time user experience. They give you a big bonus. They like, Hey, do you want to double this bonus by watching a video? Ad? What do you feel? What do you think about those type of tactics? The strategy? I Again, man, so there's no straightforward strategy that works for everybody. Uh, I think uh, it's extremely important to look at your retention metrics. If you feel that the customer is actually clicking on it and going by it, definitely do it. Uh, again, I think Firebase comes in extremely handy where you do an A-B test, split an audience, look at only uh, a simple strategy where you launch rewarded really late in the game. When you've got yeah. two or three gameplays, get into the user to start really liking the app and then hit it with a rewarded video where you sort of double his points or give him bonus. So for example, a lot of games, what they do is they'll, like you said, give you a very early large pack in terms of coins or rewards. And they yeah. start building the habit of actually getting you to use multiple activities, use coins. Once you reach a point where let's say he's giving you thousand coins, you start slowly, slowly spending and you reach like a hundred, 200 limit. There is where they start talking about rewarded video where you say, okay, guys, why don't you double get more coins? So I think it's important to understand what works for you. Got it. Yeah. And I think one of the things that you kind of mentioned this in, like, because they're in the, the launched phase, right? Only a thousand plus downloads. There's a lot of monetization here. There's this VIP subscription that I'm seeing. And so as a user, I'm like, there's a shop here. There's these free coins here. I'm just super confused and I hit play and I just want to play and I don't even know how to play exactly. so a lot of things. Yeah. So Exactly. So this guy, uh, and uh, I'm sorry if I'm being a little presumptive of it, but I think this app is still very at the launch phase. I think it, yeah. it's it's great that they're trying uh, uh, different 
strategies for in-app purchases, but I think it's important that they purely, purely build on it on the gameplay. If users are giving you great feedback in terms of, man, I'm loving the game. It's super addictive. I'm spending 30 minutes on it. It's, it's it, why are you not building more levels? This is the kind of feedback that you're getting. Definitely, definitely start thinking about ad strategy. But I think it's a little too soon, right? And from your reaction, again, like I said, you're focused on the game. You really like ping pong. So why, why am I not getting to play? Yeah. I do actually like ping pong a lot. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so focus on that, Rohit. I think go back to the drawing board. Have people, watch people play. I think that's the most valuable thing. Give it to your friends, watch them play it, see if they understand it. And there's some things that you can change on that too. Yeah. One of the comments I get a lot, I, I got two, I took a screenshot, Sid, it was like, I love your content. Why don't you have more views? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I'm not a YouTube expert. I just, I just like what I'm doing. And so maybe you want those type of feedback. All right, Rohit, you want to be like, hey, why don't you have more levels, man? Why don't you have more downloads? This game's awesome. Okay, so we got it. Kishan asks, fan mediation with AdMob not working if AdMob has ad limits. Any suggestions? Yeah, man. Uh, when AdMob has a limit, the mediation feature does not work. So you've got to first get rid of the ad limit. If you've got an ad limit, a good way to actually get rid of it is to slow down sort of your uh, uh, ad strategy. Remove as many ads, keep one or two ads, and keep on increasing your traffic tra gradually. Uh, give it some time and Google will start looking at your traffic more cleanly. And once, uh, keep your CTRs low. Make sure you have one or two ads only. Within some time, if Google removes your limit, then get fan mediation in place. But if you sort of put fan mediation when you have a limit, it will not work properly. Hey said I'm hearing some feedback. I don't know if it's you just going on the the table and then maybe I'm picking up from your MacBook versus the AirPods. Just FYI, because there's just the I am hearing some outside audio. Just your you have to sit still like this and talk like this. Okay. <laughs> Bavik asks border over native ad. Good habit or no? No. <laughs> uh, border over native is not a good habit. You're basically highlighting for the for the user to click on the ad. And this is against Google ad policy. Uh, you should leave it as clean as possible. All right. And then Joe asks a question. Sid, have you noticed a drop in ECPM at the end of March? I did and thought it might be have to do something with the first quarter. Any thoughts? 100%. Uh, like I said, seasonality is a very, very key trend. Uh, if you ever look at the ECPM trends over a year, you will see the ECPM varying like a sinusoidal work cave. You don't know when it goes up, you don't know when it goes down, but you'll definitely see it increasing and going up. Now, uh, it's important to understand and map the ECPM to your category, right? Uh, let's say you're building a casual, hyper-casual game, right? Uh, you'd understand the kind of ads would be majority games, that would come into your app, right? The kind of audiences uh, seems like a regular fit, right? Now, the more uh, app launches that happen, the higher the ECPM would be. Now, like I said, it depends on when developers are launching those apps. So that seasonality is something that you could keep should keep a check on regularly. Yeah. And then Joe, Manpower says, and I want to get your thoughts on this. If you want to increase ECPM, write title in Korean language. What does that mean? I'm, I'm sorry, I don't understand that question. Okay, <laughs> maybe just give it, it is, a Is that something to do with localization? I don't know. I thought you might know. That's why I threw it out there. Okay. Manpower, let us know. If you, Joe says, if you prevent delayed interstitial presentations and always have a placeholder holder view for your banners, that can help decrease click or click through rate. Basically, you don't want users to tap your UI and then your ad. Okay. So I think Joe's kind of talking about that. 
Edwin says a pretty good comment. What if I'm self-clicking my competition app? Will they get banned? <laughs> you can try, man. That's a good way to do it. Don't get us in trouble, all right, Edwin? Jeez. <laughs> cool. All right, let's go into, I think I'm good with some of this. There's a lot of interactions, Sid. I'm going to try to get to as I much. I can see that. Yeah, as much as I can. All right, let's get into the, the next app audit. And I got another joke for you guys, just for fun. If I don't do it, sometimes I don't do it. And then people are like, why don't you do jokes? Okay, Sid, I'll try to, somebody said in the comments below, judging from your facial expression, you didn't like that first joke. So I'll try to come up with a better one for you. This, uh... okay. Why is Google like a submarine? I'm <laughs> getting my things ready. <laughs> it goes slow if you open too many windows. That was a good one. Okay. That was a really good one. All right. <laughs> common problems we all face, man. Common problems we all face. Uh, too many windows. Okay. So we got Imam. Again, if you guys want us to take a look at your app at masters.com slash audit. We have a premium option that I've been loving to do as well. So if you guys want to skip the line and talk to me for an hour, you guys can do that. All right. Imam. And I, I picked this one because Imam said, I want more revenues. And sure. I know he probably has in-app purchases and all that stuff, but I wanted your take from just the, the ad side of things here too. So we've seen an app like this before, nothing new, background changer, a lot of these type of type of apps out there. So let's take a look at Imam's app here and I'll pull up my, whoops, here, let me do this. Whoops. Uh, Sid, too many windows open. Facing this something. is my problem right now. <laughs> the client stuff open too. All right, here we go. Oh, frozen, man. Oh yeah, it's it's going for me. So let's see. Auto background changer. Continue. Studio effects. Artify your photos. Continue. Put a sticker on it. Love it. Okay. Uh, sure. This is just my test phone anyways. I don't like this. I don't care about what's new. All right. One of the things that we've been talking about, Sid, is having this pricing page during that onboarding sure. flow. Instead of showing me the what's new, which I don't even give a crap because I'm a first-time user, I don't care what's new, frankly. Unless I'm a you know repeat user, you might want to tell me what's new. But I don't care. I don't know what's new. Everything is new to me, right? You want to show this pro screen? And I feel like the pricing's so low, it makes me feel, I don't know, I don't know the market that much, but I, I, we did a video about putting doing some competitor analysis. So take a look at how much people are charging and think about playing with a weekly option, a monthly option, and a yearly option too. I agree. None, it looks like none of these trials have, or none of these subscriptions have trials. We, we have data that says trials will convert better. Now again, without a doubt. Okay. No, right. without a doubt, I think I think it's an amazing thing that we should talk about. I think you're right. Uh, showing the pricing phase at the right start, I think, uh, does not always work. It's always better to directly jump into the app, get me to try your features as many features as possible, and mm -hmm. then get me at a step where it says, "Man, this is a premium feature where you've got the image great, but there's a watermark." Now, if you want to use it somewhere, try my try the 
take the premium subscription and then give me a weekly yearly or give me like a trial and give me it for a seven day 10 day 15 day and like you said trials convert the best man because people really want to start using the feature right before they actually start paying for it you know one thing i don't like about this you can see if you saw my photos i've been looking at a lot of background changes but it was really bad. <laughs> like this wasn't your. Is this your photo? <laughs> I, I don't yeah, even know. Yeah, well, this photo is the starts. photo right here. I'm picking this one, right? Oh, this one. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then look, I, I played yeah. around with a different background changer. Guess what? They were able to achieve. We're able to look at it this way. See, like it's it's not good, and I don't uh, like yeah, the yeah. fact that you're adding a background already because I don't know where my photo is. Correct. I don't know where the photo starts and where the photo ends. Yeah. So again, like here, you can see, like I played around with it. I'm able to see, and they do a much better job, right? And I can see the transparent background so I can clean it up. And I did clean it up here, but on yours, and I'm when I selected the same exact photo, I, I selected this photo. I don't know where my photo ends, starts, and I can't <laughs> clean it up. And you, you actually didn't do a good job. The legs are completely missing from this. So... Have you seen apps like this, like productivity apps do well with ads? I know you, and the reason why I brought this up is because I know on your website, there's a lot of case studies for people with, here, let me find it, with just not games too. So sure. what have you seen work like this music player is in sure. this art wallpaper, sure. this numerology, what are they doing from an ads perspective that's working well? Sure. So uh, again, I think Steve, it makes a very big uh, difference in what country your audience is, right? If you're targeting countries like uh, India, Brazil, where you have massive number of downloads, but the number of paying customers for in-app purchases or paid subscriptions is going to be really, really low. It makes sense to show a subscription, show ads. But if you're focusing on, let's say, US as your target audience, where 90% of your audience is coming from the US, it definitely makes sense to actually just focus on IAP and not sure focus on ads. So a lot of these apps that we work with have a, have a considerable amount of audience in India. Now, the way that they sort of split is we also sort of segment the audience that for people who are coming out of the US, we don't show ads at all. We only, mm -hmm. only focus on IAP. So they've split the experience in such a way that uh, when the user opens the app in the US, he does not get any ads. It's only focused uh, on the in-app purchases. And that's the UI UX of the ad experience as well as the in-app experience completely changes. When the user is opening the app in India, uh, automatically ads become the primary focus. We then focus on making sure that the developer makes more money through ads. Got it. All right. Well, the Iman said, hey, my app works better on human photos. So I tested it out and it does work. It's an old photo of mine, but it does work pretty good. Remove the background on this. That's pretty good. But Iman, I still stay true to what I said. Remove this background. I want to see where my photo started and when Correct. And your, your background. Correct. It, it's always important to start with the core simple photo and then give me the option to start screening. Yeah. To put a predefined background sort of, uh, <laughs> you're just jumping one step for no reason. Yeah. Okay, doke. All right. Cool. I love it. And then you guys can read more about what they helped us with. Yeah, that brand new? Open a new demand partner. Yep. Okay. Very cool. 
again, let, let me just again uh, talk about these apps. Some of them, right? Uh, sure. A lot of these apps that we were talking about and the case studies are up there. Uh, these are app, like I said, were already in the maturity phase, right? And I think one thing which uh, a lot of people underestimate is the amount of manual effort that goes into automating a lot of these strategies, right? Uh, we we pride ourselves working with the SMB ecosystem. Uh, we work with a lot of developers who are really small teams who found a really niche that they've built really well and they've scaled it really well, right? There are a 10, 15 member team. And as you realize, as you scale your business, scale your app, you've got to focus on the core features. You focus on a lot of optimization in terms of building new requests, uh, building new features, right? You sort of monetization for a lot of people just takes the back seat a lot of times. It usually goes down to the founder where he has to focus on understanding what new to build to keep in check with what the seasonality of new uh, ad networks is, what are the new formats. And this is where sort of the disconnect happens. Uh, and as you realize, the ad ecosystem is very, very rapidly evolving, right? Uh, we're looking at new formats, we're looking at seasonality, we're looking at new techniques of optimization. So a lot of these developers, what they do is they work with us sort of to, for us to build that expertise on it. And because we do it at a large scale, we work with a lot of apps in a lot of ecosystem, we're able to gather that information really well. So, and this, and I, it's a fairly straightforward point, but uh, I think one of the biggest advantages when you're working, we working with a large set of clients, uh, you sort of find one strategy that works well for one guy, it automatically makes sense to sort of try it for the other partner. Um, uh, usually, if you think about it, uh, ASO as well as monetization strategies are black box in nature, right? They evolve rather rapidly. But if you tomorrow sort of understand that, what can I do for my app? And it's great that you're doing this ASO session, man. It, I think a lot of developers get a lot of value, but you realize the knowledge keeps on increasing. It keeps on evolving. Uh, what we can share here is only a generic sense of what is good, right? But we have to understand and study the app. Like you said, you do, you have a six month waiting period, man. <laughs> so it's, it, people really want to get into the details, right? And it's important to understand how the strategies work for my app, my business, my unique selling point. Uh, and I think this is where we do a lot of value at. We sort of, because we work with app developers on a regular basis, we try to multiple experiments with them. We try and sort of new strategies. We try new partners. We're able to gather this information in real time and sort of take it from one partner and take it to the other partner. Uh, if you were to try and do it yourself, the biggest problem is you'd have to go and speak to somebody who might not give you the entire information, or you might try to poach somebody from the other person's team and say, come and like, let me get this guy into my company and like figure out those strategies. But by the time this guy comes and joins a company, he might already uh, be old in terms of all the strategies. There might be something, 10 new things that might have come in the market. So how do you keep track? I think that's a very, very important question that we sort of solve for a lot of developers here. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I love having an agency. Some people are like, you know, I don't want an agency, but I'm like, I get to work with so many different types of apps, so many different types of companies and help them with different, different types of strategies. And like you said, kind of figure out, oh, you know, we've, we've recently discovered a new monetization trick that Correct. trust me, I'm not sharing publicly anywhere, but it's, it's like, cool. And then I'm now sharing it with other clients and now I can kind of see more results and see if it, it is a trick that is going to be working. And I noticed it just playing around with different apps in the app store. So yeah, this is one of the value adds that AppRoda provides and that we provide on our end too. But 
one of the things I want to talk about. So if I haven't gotten to your questions, I, I will take a look at the comments. I know we're running long. Said it's probably getting sure. late in Dubai as well, but I'm gonna try to wrap up a little bit and try to get it. Well, that's okay. I think these are important questions that we should uh, solve for people here. Yeah, this is why I hear, man. All right, uh, we're here to people's lives better. I love it. So Steve in Play Store, many applications has ads that we confuse. We are there to use app or see ads. So why their ads are not disabled. Also app Broda. I'm assuming he's saying Krishan, Krishan, you're saying that do you have a you want to take a stab at this? <laughs> sorry. Uh, I can try to take a stab at it too. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't understand the question really well. Yeah. I don't understand the question that much either. Kishan, I think you're assuming that, hey, there's a lot of apps in the app store that have ads on Google, especially in the Google Play, because it tends to sure. target other con these countries where it's very popular, where they might not be willing to pay, but they're willing to watch ads. That's where, and so you pr correct me if I'm wrong, but on Google Play, it's almost like you have to try to monetize with ads versus trying to monetize sure. off of subscriptions. Sure. Yeah. And that's probably why you're seeing that, Krishan, is that Google Play tends to attract being countries, very popular in countries where you need to monetize by ads because nobody wants to pay a subscription in those countries. Correct. All right. Do, do, do. Joe says, and then Rohit says there were ads, but his was removed. So he, he he's giving the ping pong mania. There, two, there were tutorials in it. It was too long, but players were exiting the game. So we decided to remove it all together. Maybe it's a balance of maybe a shorter. The banners in the main menu are at the bottom and on the gameplay screen is at the top. Okay. Good to know. But so it's great. I think Rohit's experimenting with the banner placements now. I think it's a great starting point. And then Joe said, you know, a rewarded ad to remove the watermark could also work. So that's a great strategy for the, the background. Right I agree. Now. Yeah, And I think uh, one thing that people sort of, uh, uh, IAPs are a great way to do, but I think rewarded has extremely high CPMs, especially yeah. in the US market. And one rewarded, like uh, removing the watermark itself by just giving a rewarded video works wonders, works wonders. Yeah. And, uh, and I think especially, and obviously US, again, obviously IAP give preference, but when you go to other countries, right, always choose a rewarded video because you've got scale over IAPs, like, and tomorrow has got extremely high CPMs, man, like crazy CPMs. So it should be the one thing that you should try to incorporate into your app as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then Iman says, are you using iPhone seven plus? Yes, I am. And using this is my test phone. iPhone seven plus is what I use for all my tests. Okay. I think we got everything. <laughs> Sid, I'm a little tired, man. There's a lot of good stuff. Sid, anything I missed that you want to make sure we cover before we say goodbye? No, I think Steve, uh, it's a great starting point, and I think we can't cover the <laughs> the world, right? But I uh, I think it's a great starting point that a developer should actually focus on. And AdMob is a very very key area. Yeah. Uh, I think developers are quite confused in terms of why they're getting blocked, uh, why the ECPM is not going great, and I think this is where we're trying to add a lot of value. So uh, even for that simple mat, if they want to get in touch with us to understand a little more, we write a lot of blogs, give us more suggestions. We'll write more content for you guys in terms of what we can do, right? Give us feedback and uh, you can hit me on LinkedIn. You can give me more information. We've got a team who's available. Reach out to us and we can tell you, we can write that content for you free of cost. Go read it out, understand, give us feedback. We'll put more comment. And if you want uh, that we help you out, please reach out to us. I love it. All right. The last question, Sid, you ready for it? Yes. Sorry for being late. Sorry, sorry for being at it again, but interstitial contributes to about 80% of our revenue. You reckon removing other ad formats might help lift restrictions? 
Uh, we'll have to go a little more detail. So is I'm assuming Avinash's uh, ad mobs caught limited. Uh, if I were to fairly assume that, yeah. If he wants, uh, oh sorry. Uh, yeah. If sorry, my institution not just worried. Any revenue moving the other ad format might help lift restrictions. Oh, okay. Uh, so I think I'm assuming this is about ad limitation, right? Uh, if that's the case, I would say reduce the ad interstitial frequency as well. If you've got interstitials appearing at a certain frequency, let's say after every two or three clicks, make it longer. Uh, the idea is to go as little ads as possible so that Google can evaluate your inventory and see if it's fair. Give it some time and Google, there are chances that Google can remove the ad limit. Got it. Cool. And then one question came in. As we're saying goodbye, he says how to control the CTR. I think Sid talked about that too a little bit. So Sure. Yeah, uh, again, like get, I said, please get in touch. Please get in touch. We'll help yeah. you understand how ways on uh, reducing CTR uh, so that you can be in the clear. All right. And Joe says, and I, I, Joe's been a long time, so I trust Joe. Steve, bring Sid back again soon. Sincerely, everybody watching this. I will do that, Joe. This was such great content. Once again, guys, if you guys want to work on improving, remember, remember, 1 million downloads. Be there. I know we got a lot of comments on what the revenue limit should be the minimum 1 million downloads is the mark that if you're there, you're in that maturity phase of your app game, whatever it is app, go check out app Rota. They're going to really help you figure out how to monetize if you're monetizing properly and also have higher ECPMs. It is approta.com. And if you want to connect with Sid, his, his LinkedIn is linked up into the YouTube description as well. Once again, approta.com. Sid, anywhere else you want to send the user, the listener. Hello. <laughs> I think I think you've covered everything, man. Cool. All right, guys. Next week I'm coming back. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be at a remote location, so I won't be at my home studio. And I'll you guys will figure that out next week. But we got a great indie developer who has completely rebranded his app. We did a premium app audit, and I was like, hey, come back on. Let's share some of the results based on our premium app audit. And you're gonna see, especially as a subscription app, how he's been able to do that. And then Sid, I will talk to you about coming, you having come back on and talking more about this stuff because there's a lot of interactions a lot of people loving it i was supremely excited about it and uh, i hope everybody got value but we're excited to come back again and give more insights Sid, you got to promise me you're gonna have jokes next time though (laughs) i'll try my best man i'll try my best all right when you have those steve i got jokes i'm ready to come back on we'll have them back on all right guys have a great weekend and i'll see you guys next week same time every friday at 9 a.m pacific i'm not missing it i'm gonna be on a location next week but i'm not missing out. i'll be there for you guys all right have a great weekend thanks sid that was great man tired of overpaying for app store optimization get unlimited aso and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings downloads and more importantly your revenue learn more at asomasters.com Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.